0: Lovie Smith is now head coach of the Houston Texans. How did this happen? Now, they just fired David Coley to bring in Lovey Smith. This can't be right. Either the GM, Nick Casario, is out of his league. He's got the Deshaun Watson on his hands. He could have hired a young coach. Now, was Brian Flores the top candidate for Houston? And then as soon as he files a lawsuit against the NFL, Houston's like, well, now we can't hire him because we got the Deshaun Watson going through the legal system. Now we're going to have Brian Flores going through the legal system. I don't know if that was the case, but you didn't get Brian Flores. You didn't get Eric Bieniemy, You didn't get McDaniel. You didn't get Josh McDaniels or Mike McDaniel. Let's see. You didn't get the young defensive coordinator for Philly. So you fired David Coley. For a 60-year-old retread coach who bottomed out in Tampa, bottomed out in Chicago. Yeah, they missed the Super Bowl under Lovey Smith. Is this a team that we want to focus on for our fantasy teams? Are there any players on this team that we really want to have moving forward? This is your boy Brad Starks. I'm going to break down the Houston Texans today and see if there's anything we want in our dynasty leagues. But before we do that, you know what time it is. It is time to drink on some whiskey. So if you're drinking tonight, go ahead and go get your drink. And I'm gonna get mine and I'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I have a special whiskey, Wilderness Trail. Have any of you ever had Wilderness Trail? I haven't had Wilderness Trail. Um, but I got this bottle. It is a uh, Cincinnati Club Pick. It is a 95 fi rye, which is like 95 rye. It's like a 95% rye and a 5% barley mash bill. I think I think that's what it is. Um, there was 188 bottles uh, bottled from this barrel. It's a single barrel, and it is a rye whiskey. It's a rye whiskey, not a bourbon, it's a rye whiskey. And it comes at at 122 proof. Now, I'm not a a big rye person, but I'm trying to get into rye. So let's try this out and I'll let you know what I think. Here we go. On the nose. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I get, um, hold on. I get some orange peel I get a slight hint of like a cigar. Like, for those that you, you don't know, I love cigars. I'm I'm building a cigar lounge in the in the, in the as an extension to the Roto Lounge, where I'm going to be able to drink some whiskey and smoke cigars and and record and it's oh, what I what I enjoy doing. But this smells like, it smells like a cigar. It smells orange. I get brown sugar. Oh, it's so good. Almost like a graham cracker. All right, let's go in for the taste. Whoa, 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 wham. Wow. This, hold on, the finish is still going. This is not your typical rye. I don't get, most rye, you get like mint, or like leafy green herbs, menthol. This is none of that. This is absolutely none of that. This does not taste anything like a rye that I've ever had before. I get a little tobacco, but it's more like... This is 122 proof. This, I, I can already tell this is going to put me on my ass. Let's go in for another drink. Oh, man. Fruits like like a cherry fruit, a strawberry fruit, an orange fruit, just like an array of fruits, like a fruit salad with a little bit of oak and a little bit of tobacco. Oh my gosh, this is so, this is fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic whiskey. Wilderness Trail Rye. I've never had their over-the-counter rye, but this is a single barrel pick, 95.5 rye. I don't even think that this mash bill, is released over-the-counter i think this is like a special release if i find out more i'll let you know if you have any questions about it contact me uh on twitter at Lounge. you can find me on patreon patreon slash rotolounge uh just reach out to me i'll see if i can find some more information on this but this is absolutely terrific let's get into the houston texans shall we let's talk about what they have what they're working with what we can do with them last year they finished 4-13 and under david culley Uh, That means they pick uh, third in the NFL draft. We've already done Jacksonville. We've already done Detroit. Jacksonville has hired their coach, Doug Peterson. Uh, Maybe could have talked a little bit more about his philosophies. Uh, But we're now at Houston. They just signed Lovey Smith. And he said that he's going to retain Pep Hamilton to be the offensive coordinator. So I wouldn't expect a lot of change really moving forward from what we saw last year. Uh, But they do have some draft selections in the first four rounds. They have the number three overall pick. They have the 37th pick in the second round. They have the 68th pick in the third round and the 80th pick in the third round. So they have two thirds, a second and a first. Could they get some skilled players at those positions that are going to help us out? Well, we will discuss that. But let's first look at some of the top fantasy performers in 2021, according to NFL.com PPR the number one player on houston was quarterback davis mills right he was a rookie uh, he was the 63rd ranked fantasy player according to nfl.com finished with 167 points second was brandon cooks uh, he was 93rd overall finished with 141.8 then you have the houston texans defense man when you have the third player on your team your defense or your kicker you are in rough shape absolutely rough shape next was tyrod taylor uh he Went back and forth with Davis Mills, was injured, often injured, finished with 86.7 points. Then it was Rex Burkhead. The leading rusher for the Houston Texans last year was Rex Burkhead. Uh, 219. The starting running back for an NFL team in fantasy football was 219th. And I know they rotated back, so he wasn't the starter for the full season. But nonetheless, not very impressive. Next was their kicker, Kaimi Fairbairn. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. He was the... 239th player then was nico collins then was david johnson all right so we won't continue to go but you know you're talking about david johnson was like the 300th ranked player and when you do projections before the season starts you'd be lucky to get the player 300 and typically you do not draft those players but as all of you know david johnson was definitely drafted in fantasy this year and just completely disappointed uh the end is probably already past him and he's in negative territory right now so let's talk about some potential future fantasy football studs that are currently on the roster first one i want to talk about is davis davis mills now he was drafted in round three Uh, i believe he was the texans first draft pick in that i think they traded away their their first and second round picks in the the either deandre hopkins deal or i don't know what they did but bill brown really screwed them over I think their first pick was in the third round. They took Davis Mills because of the Deshaun Watson situation. And just a few things about Davis Mills, right? He was a highly touted high school prospect. In fact, he was actually a five-star prospect, and he was ranked the number one quarterback in his class when he came out in 2017. He was ranked over Tua Tagovailoa, and he was ranked over Mac Jones, who are both NFL starters right now. It shows what his prospect profile was like coming out of high school. Now, he suffered a left knee injury prior to his senior season of high school, and he dealt with a multitude of setbacks because of that injury, but he still committed to Stanford. He was still the number one quarterback in the class, <clears throat> but at Stanford, he just dealt with a lot of you know setbacks because of that knee injury, and he only made 11 starts in four years, but he did good in those 11 starts, right? He had a 65 and a percentage completion rate, 7.9 yards per attempt. He had 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions. The problem was he just didn't play that much. Um, and, and that's why he is basically labeled as an NFL project because teams really don't know what he had to offer right? They know what his high school pedigree was. But again, in college, he wasn't very mobile because he was dealing with those knee injuries and that setback from that knee injury. um, And it really affected his mobility. And that's why he was labeled as, you know, just kind of like a, a statue back there. He came in the NFL as a project, but he showed quite a bit of growth as the season went on for Houston. You know, he got playing time in several games with with uh, Tyrod Taylor being injured, oft injured. Uh, But in week 14, week 14, Davis Mills took over the starting role. And he impressed as a starter, right? These are the following finishes that he had as a starter for Houston. 33 of 49, 331 yards and a touchdown. 19 of 30, 209, two touchdowns, one interception. 21 of 27, 254, two touchdowns against the Chargers. Against the 49ers, 21 of 32, 163 yards, one touchdown, one interceptions. Against Tennessee, 23 of 33, 301 yards, and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ended up with nine touchdowns to two interceptions in those five starts to finish the year. Uh, I think he earned a chance to start in 2022 and really see what he can develop into as a quarterback. Remember, third-round pick. His contract can't be very high so we don't know what he's going to develop into as a starting NFL quarterback personally I wouldn't invest a lot in him um, if you got him cheap in super super flex drafts last season chalk that up as a dynasty win that's how you get better at fantasy football you take these darts on these players that a lot of people don't want and maybe they pan out, and, and there's going to be quarterbacks in this class that people are sleeping on that you know, we'll probably take in the third round into the late second uh, that could potentially become starters like Davis Mills that could help us out you know, maybe for a year, maybe for two years. Maybe he ends up being a career backup uh, that we can keep on our Superflex rosters or two-quarterback rosters where an injury would propel him into the starting role. And the best-case scenario is he is a starter for a few years, uh, in Houston, we'll see what he developed into, but I think he's earned his shot in 2022. If your league mates think he's worthless, right, and they're willing to deal him for cheap in your super flex leagues, two quarterbacks, I would definitely go after him. I mean, one one quarterback leagues, don't even worry about it. Don't worry about him. I don't think he has that type of ceiling. Uh, but in super flex, two quarterbacks, it doesn't matter if he's the long term answer or not. Right. If he can score garbage fantasy football points, that's going to help us in dynasty football and it's going to help us in 2022. So inquire what your league makes might want for him. uh, And if you can get him for something, he likely going to be the starter in 2022. So you can pencil him in and Houston might suck, but garbage time points are still valuable. And he's shown that he has a high touchdown to interception ratio again through college, 18 and eight. Last year, at starter, nine touchdowns to two interceptions. So you don't really have to worry about negative points. He's not someone that's going to be throwing a lot of interceptions. Next up, wide receiver Nico Collins. Right? Nico was a third-round pick in 2021. He had an unspectacular college career. But he finds himself as a potential wide receiver one or wide receiver two in Houston. Now, personally, I'm not targeting Nico Collins. Uh, but there is potential for him to improve moving forward he's still only 22 years old and when you look at what he did with davis mills as the starter you kind of look at the game logs and said okay did they have did they have chemistry right in those games week 14 through week 18 he had five for 69 two for 14 three for 33 and one touchdown against the chargers two for 35 against the 49ers and three for 67 against tennessee Now, to me those stats don't scream you know future stud uh, but in some time he could develop into a wide receiver too. with wide receiver one type games there could be some games where he hits you know 100 yards and a touchdown and could be that player that we could use as depth all right now i know some people were drafting him in the second round or trading second round picks that's a little high for me um i'd rather in, in my model he didn't score very high his college production, I know. He, I think he went to Michigan, and then I, I don't know. Did he go to Texas? He went somewhere um, and played like one season. He did show glimpses on film, but he didn't have the consistent production in college. And in the NFL level, you have to be consistent. Your your talent can only take you so far. Where if you're not consistent, you're not going to see the field. They're going to play people, or they're going to replace you with someone that's more consistent than you. So that's why some of these prospects that we really like just don't pan out because they just can't build that consistency. Uh, whether it's in their route running, whether it's in their uh, preparation, whether it's in their blocking, there's something that just holds them back. Whether it's whether they take it serious or not, there's something that you know that that holds these these players back and they don't reach their full potential. But Nico Collins, you're not going to be able to get him for less than a second. I don't think so. Um, that's why I would not pay uh, a second for him. I think. And we'll get into what houston might look for i think that they still need a, a, a alpha wide receiver i don't think nico is an alpha uh, i think he's a wide receiver too and i think that he can have wide receiver one type games um but i think he could easily be replaced um so if you like him go after him if you already have him sit tight if you're not really convinced but you have him wait for a big game or some some positive news surrounding him and then move when you have a chance because some of these sell high windows or buy low windows are like that. They they open and they close just as quick. So you have to be prepared. Let's, let's do one more uh, drink of this 122 proof Wilderness Rye. This is fantastic. So this, when you try to compare a rye to a bourbon, in this case, Oh, and that one, I got a little bit of bubblegum, a little bit of bubblegum on the finish, like a pink chalky bazooka type bubblegum aftertaste or finish on this. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. But all right, next up, we're going to talk about the tight end, and that's Brevin Jordan. All right. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Brevin Jordan, right, he's still only 21 years old. Right. He saw playing time due to the lack of performance by the other tight ends, right? Jordan Akins and some of the other guys. Now, I will admit, he is not the ideal height, weight, speed, right, type specimen that we're looking for in elite tight ends, right? He's no George Kittle, he's no Darren Waller, he's no TJ Hawkinson, he's no Kyle Pitts, he's none of those guys, right? But what he is, is he's a player that has grit, he can block, and he's athletic. I know if you go to some of the sites that show their athletic measurables, he didn't score very well, but when you watch him on film, you watch his tape, he is an athletic type player, so I don't, you can't have your conversation start and end based on a website that shows, you know, measurements of players, height, weight, speed, vertical jump, broad jump, right? Because, if I remember correctly, most of that stuff was done in a pro day. I don't think they had the combine. I don't really recall. But sometimes that can be misleading. Sometimes that can be misleading, right? And not to veer off too far, but I hear people talking about Keenan Allen ran a 4-7, right? Something like that. But if you if you research the reason that he had a 4-7 was because he was dealing with uh, a knee injury that kept him out for most of the season, Right some of these players that are stars that didn't perform well at the combine take the time to research and find out why they didn't perform well at the combine there's usually a reason why they didn't perform well whether it's an injury or some type of reason right so i don't want to write off brevin jordan just because he doesn't have all the measurements that we want now i will say on tape i don't see a george kittle I don't see a TJ Hawkinson. I don't see those players. So I don't know if he's going to develop into that. But I think Brevin Jordan could be a tight end that could be serviceable for us. Okay. I don't think he's going to be a stud. But I think that in the landscape of tight ends, I think that he could be a top 10 tight end, top 15 Maybe I should back that up a little bit. Top 15 tight end in, in 2022. I mean, you saw guys like Dalton Schultz at number three this year. He's not a heightweight specimen, right? He's no George Kittle or TJ Hawkinson or Travis Kelsey. Volume is king in fantasy football, right? If Houston doesn't go out and draft a tight end, which I don't think this is the class that they would. They're they're so bad. I would think they'd run it back next year with Davis Mills. I think they'd run it back with Brevin Jordan. I think they're going to run it back with Brandon Cooks. And as as long as he's not a cap casualty and Nico Collin, I mean, some of these guys are going to be there next year. Brevin Jordan is going to get every opportunity to be that starter in Houston. And he is probably dirt cheap right now because nobody really knows who he is. When he played, he scored a few touchdowns. Right? They didn't lean on him. How do we win in dynasty football? The cost, the production outweighs the cost. Okay. So yes, we're not going to, we don't have the resources to go out and buy the best tight ends, get the best running backs, get the best wide receivers, get the best quarterbacks. You don't have those resources, but what you do is you have to use the resources that you do have and go get players that can contribute for you for their cost. So could you get Brevin Jordan for a fourth round pick? If you could, Do it. Add it as depth because the return on investment could be far greater than who you're going to be drafted in the fourth round. Yes, you could hit on a fourth round player, but you could. The odds of missing are much, much more uh, in the fourth round. And Brevin Jordan likely will be the starter uh, in 2022, barring any type of free agent signing uh, or you know draft pick. So keep your eye on Brevin Jordan. Right keep your eye on nico collins keep your eye on davis mills those are the three players that i said could possibly be future fantasy studs but if you sat me down and said you know what brad none of those players are going to be future studs at all and i would be like yeah you're right i i could totally agree with the complete opposite that all three are just going to be bust flame out right Don't waste your time on Davis Mills. Don't waste your time on Nico Collins. Don't waste your time on Brevin Jordan. I could could be on board with that. I'm fine with that. So I'm not saying that they will be, but I'm not saying that they won't be. I'm just saying that these are players that you want to potentially look at if if you're making deals in your dynasty league and you're looking for throwing players. Every time I make a deal in dynasty, every time I make a trade in dynasty and someone you know, they they commission me. They they, they offer me like, hey, I, I want this player for this player. If I feel like I've already got a good deal, I'm going to put on a poker face and say, you know what? Eh, that's okay, but I need you to throw in Brevin Jordan. And most times I'm like, oh, okay, sure, no problem. Because they really want to make the deal work, but they don't really care about that accessory. Or I'm like, we are so close, but I need I need you to throw in Nico Collins for me. And if i have room on my you know bench and i i need wide receiver depth they're like well you know i i value nico collins all right well let me throw in a fourth then you throw in nico collins all right done deal these are the type of deals that you need to do in dynasty you always want to put your poker face on don't be too aggressive but grab players like your brevin jordans like your nico collins where they could have just as much downside as they could have upside but they're throw-in players. They're not specific targets that you're looking for. Right? So just keep in mind when you are making deals, look for these fringe players, roster fringe players that potentially could be released, cut from your league mates' roster to make room for their rookies. Maybe they'll throw them in if your, you know, your bench doesn't look, you know, as strong as other benches in your league, because you can win that way. They're basically free. And that could help you down the road. And if they're not, just cut them, just release them. Or if they have a few good games, then you trade them and you return investment. Trade them for a third or a second, right? So you've got to always be a step ahead of your competition. You know, always think of how you can be one step ahead of them. Get a throw in, and and that's going to keep you ahead of of your league mates because these three players are mediocre, right? They're French players. That means that we have to keep our eye on any free agent signing that the Texans do. We need to take those signings seriously because those players could be elevated to starters. So if if the Texans sign somebody uh, that's also a fringe player at wide receiver that's shown some upside, right? Let's just say Houston signs Tyrell Williams, right? This, I'm just throwing this out there. We've got to take that serious because Nico Collins could be a bust. Tyrell could become a starter, right? Right anytime or let's say Houston signs Jimmy Graham, right? Jimmy Graham's not a stud, but he could beat out Brevin Jordan potentially. I don't I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he could. So anytime Houston signs somebody in this offseason, it could be their guy, It could be Lovey Smith's guy, it could be Pep, Pep Hamilton's guy. We've got to take those signings serious, okay? Volume is king in fantasy football. And any free agents or draft picks expected to play major roles in 22, Need to be on our radar. Since we talked about who is on their team, let's talk about what position the Texans could look to improve at, right? So, fantasy football positions of need for Houston. Personally, I think the Texans need to upgrade all offensive skill positions for the long term. When you look at the draft class, this isn't a strong draft class for quarterbacks. So the Texans don't need to really pursue a quarterback and be aggressive for a quarterback because there's no studs in this class. So I think that they could build a competitive team around Davis Mills in other positions, offense, defense, stuff like that. And then in a few years, they could look at their quarterback to really solidify that team to help take them to the next level. And one guy that I really like uh, is Caleb Williams. He was the quarterback at Oklahoma, transferred to USC. He's probably going to be the top quarterback in 2024. So I know that's two, that's not this draft, not the next draft, but three drafts from now. Caleb Williams will be coming out, and, and if, if, if he performs the way I think he is, from what I've seen, he will be the number one pick in that 2024 draft class. Houston could have their eye on a quarterback in three years from now. So I think Davis Mills is going to get a chance. But I think quarterback is someone that they need to target in a few years. So I wouldn't invest too heavily in Davis Mills. Maybe he'll get you a year or two. But then if they go and sign somebody, you have to analyze that situation as well. we got to keep a close watch on the quarterback situation for for Houston. All right, now look at running back. I think running back is a big need for Houston. Obviously, we talked about Rex Burkhead uh, was the leading rusher. But how many of y'all remember the fall of David Johnson, right? How heartbreaking that was once the heartthrob of the fantasy football community, people were so blinded by the love of David Johnson that they didn't see his decline right before our eyes. There were so many excuses of why David Johnson wasn't performing. Dude looked slow. He looked old. I mean, when he was in Arizona, he looked done. But people didn't want to they didn't want to believe it they didn't want to believe it and then bill o'brien goes and trades deandre hopkins for david johnson what a freaking joke what a freaking joke david johnson started the season at running back mark ingram was there as well don't forget about those two they were the both the potential starters to start 2021 but it was sexy rexy sexy rexy stole the show for houston so i think yeah they need they need a bunch of help at running back they need a bunch of help at running back And there should be every single running back available at the top of the second. I don't think there's any running back that's going to be taken before the top of the second when Houston picks. So they basically could invest in one of the top three backs in this class and try to develop that player uh, as a multi-year starter, right? You got Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, or Kenneth Walker could all be in play for the Texans, I think, at the top of the second round. And I think the landing spot for either of those three backs – Will basically be a coin flip of which back goes number one in fantasy drafts, right? If Houston drafts a running back in the second round, likely that back is going to be the number one fantasy rookie pick, the one-one. We'll see how that pans out, but you put in one of those guys with Davis Mills as a star, as a starter, they should be able to beat beat out Rex Burkhead and David Johnson. All that, you know. So look to see if they add a running back. And also stay tuned to my Prospect Breakdown podcast to see which of these running backs I prefer in 2022. Because sometimes we don't want to necessarily draft based on landing spot. We want to draft on talent, but we'll see what happens. Because if, if Houston has their pick and they draft the most talented running back, then that's two check box for us. And we will be targeting that running back for sure in our fantasy drafts. Wide receiver, again, I think Texans need a wide receiver. They have Brandon Cooks right he's been barely shy of a lead every season since he's been in the nfl he continues to be undervalued in fantasy circles if he plays for houston next season he's likely to be leaned on for sure if you can get him cheap i think he's a great 2022 pick Uh, in startup drafts if you're in startup drafts he's probably gonna fall he's probably gonna be a great pick he's gonna be wide receiver one for davis mills keep your eye on him A lot of people love Nico Collins. I'm not one of them, but a lot of people do. Uh, I think the Texans need an alpha wide receiver. I think they need to get a wide receiver that could be an alpha moving forward. And for me, a guy that could be available at the top of the second, maybe the third round, if he falls the third round, uh, I'll be disappointed. But that's George Pickens. I love George Pickens. I think he'd be a really good target for Mills. He's 6'3". He doesn't mind laying out for footballs. Uh, He can do everything that you want, run routes, he's tall, he's quick, he's fast, everything that you want uh, in a young wide receiver. However, he's also built like Nico Collins. I think Nico's like 6'4", so they're kind of the same player. So I don't know if Houston would go after the same type of player as Nico Collins. If they do, that's a huge red flag for Nico Collins. They may go for a more shifty wide receiver in the third round. They have two third-round picks. I mean, you're looking at guys like maybe David Bell, Uh, Maybe some other guys that fall to the third round Could be a target for Houston And we have to take that serious Because they could easily Become starters in 2022 And then you look at tight end right? We talked about Brevin Jordan He showed flashes But I don't see him as that prototypical elite tight end uh, That you want to have on your team But I also don't see The Texans using a high draft pick On a tight end With as many needs as they have right now on their roster so I think that they go into 2022 with uh, Revan as their starter and probably address the position in 2023 um and just a thought you know that they would probably do that now if if they have money to burn right and they make things work and they go out and get someone like a David and Joku or something that would be that would be sick um David and Joku's probably is I think he's a free agent this year so your league mates probably are aware of that. Uh, they're probably not dealing him. But if Njoku goes to Houston, that could be a huge upgrade of the position. Really kill the value of Brevin Jordan. That's all I have for you as far as the Houston Texans and the Dynasty breakdown of who we might want. I don't think there's any deep sleepers on that team that we really want that are really going to impact our Dynasty teams. I'm going to go ahead and finish this Wilderness Trail Rye. I hope you finish the drink of choice that you've decided on we're going to crush our fantasy leagues this year i mean this is early 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 on we've done three team breakdowns we've done a few pro i think two prospect breakdowns i'm gonna do the next prospect breakdown we'll do george pickens because i love him uh we'll do a, a prospect then we'll do a team prospect team until we get to the nfl combine or the nfl season start we should have them all done but cheers to you cheers to me I think things are looking up, so good luck and drink up.